What's up, everybody? You're listening to Embrace the Madness. This is your host, Madeline, and welcome to the podcast where we talk about life and how to make it easier. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we could say easier because life is pretty, pretty challenging sometimes and full of tricks. You know, the universe has tricks up its sleeve and we are just... Sometimes we just like look up and we're like, what's going on? But in my opinion, life doesn't have to be bad challenging. It can be good challenging. And by creating this growth mindset, we can actually take all the challenges and make them work for us. So here we are. Thanks so much for your support. Thanks so much for letting me take a mini hiatus. I think I'm I mean, I'll talk about it, but I'm just learning more about myself and also learning that showing up weekly is sometimes hard energetically and I'm kind of in the process of making sure that I have energy both for myself and for the things in my life. And so I kind of think that forcing a podcast each week, because, you know, if you think about it, I have to figure out ideas to talk about. And if you have experienced either depression or just, I guess, malaise is a good way to say it, maybe not necessarily clinically depressed, but if you find yourself with an empty cup, you know it's pretty hard to come come up with stuff. So I've been finding myself in that way, and I I like to think that if I fill my cup, I'll be able to create more and have a better mindset. So I've just been working on filling my cup and I'm going to do an episode on shadow work, but that's what I've been doing too over the last few months. So I've just really been in an interesting place. And so all that to say, I really appreciate you loving me and supporting me and sticking with me. And yeah, it's just, it's going to be great. I promise. (laughs) I'm like telling myself that. So as you can see by the title, this episode is called Tending the Garden of Your Mind. And you may or may not have heard of this metaphor before, but I think it's a perfect example of how to kind of visualize the way our thoughts work, the way our patterns and behaviors work and all that cool stuff. And if you really want to get more in depth on kind of these steps and I'll go over a little bit of it but we're actually talking about it this month in the Patreon. So if you don't know what the Patreon is, then it is a cool place where you can get bonus content, meditations, affirmations for the month and really just kind of your center for your own kind of self-guided personal development. I kind of create a space where there's resources and there's podcasts that are a little bit more focused on applying things to your daily life. And so tending the garden is the month of April. So we're actually each week going into specifically each step of kind of looking at our garden. So we've talked about kind of what the metaphor means and then also how to kind of assess your garden, kind of how to look and see what's in there, what's growing, what do you like, what do you not like, and stuff like that. And so if you're interested in 
diving deeper into this topic and other ones each month, then log on to patreon.com slash embrace the madness and you'll find all the stuff. There's different level tiers. You can kind of just go as you please. And the basic membership, I mean, really all the memberships, you get a cute little postcard. So check it out. I know you'll love it. And yeah, let's get into this episode. So if you've never heard of this metaphor called tending the garden, then it's basically exactly what you kind of think of when you hear it. So we know what gardens are. They're they're places where things grow. Um, A lot of people have vegetable gardens. Some people have flower gardens. Really just any any kind of central place where things are growing. And so, you know, you've got gardens in nature, kind of just natural gardens, the way that nature wanted to grow itself and have things bloom. And then we also have kind of our man-made gardens where you can pick and choose what you want in the garden. You can start from scratch and literally create your dream garden. So when we talk about this metaphor, we're actually talking about how it relates to our minds. And if we imagine that our minds are the garden, then our thoughts are like the seeds. And depending on our thought patterns and what thoughts are happening, that goes on to create either flowers or vegetables or weeds or things that you don't want in your garden. And so it's an interesting metaphor where we can look at our minds, our minds from the lens of nature, from a garden. And it's actually a really interesting way to look at your own patterns and behaviors and say, hmm, I'm not really sure how that got in my garden, but I don't really think I want it there. So what can I do to get it out? So I heard it from this podcast that I follow. Her name's, well, her name's Catherine, but her podcast is Manifestation Babe. And that's where I found out about the metaphor, I think, for the very first time. But there's actually references to this metaphor in Buddhism, which is awesome. And they use kind of this idea of nature as a parallel to discipline, discipline of our mind and habits and practices. So it's really, really fascinating that this is kind of like a universal metaphor. I mean, and even in like the spiritual and personal development world. But I think that's probably one of my favorite things just about this existence is understanding that I am part of nature and just like how nature is cyclical and nature has a life and a death and a rebirth, so do we. And I can bloom just like the flowers do. And looking to nature really helps keep me grounded, I guess, for lack of a better word, to my own experience and my own life. And I know that Nature also faces challenges, and when we can imagine that we are a tree grounded in the middle of a storm, then we can kind of use these visualizations and these parallels to help us stay grounded in the metaphorical storm. So I just I just love this metaphor so much, and 
going back to what I was saying earlier, I've just kind of been in my own little world, looking at my life, looking at what's not working, look at looking at what's frustrating me, looking at what's bringing me energy, bringing me joy, and kind of figuring out what my next steps are in terms of creating my own garden. And so I just wanted to share this awesome concept with you because I think it's super important. And I think that when we can all kind of hold space for ourselves and compassion for our experience, then we can have more confidence and strength and courage to figure it all out. So we all know about gardens. And even if you have your own garden, you know how therapeutic it is. It's kind of like a one-way ticket to Zen, just zoning out, putting your hands in the earth. Davis just started working, well, not working, but maintaining, managing the community garden in Midtown. And so he always comes home and says he just loves being able to do just that, kind of have his own little grounded therapeutic time working on the soil, getting the garden ready to grow. And yeah. Another cool aspect of this metaphor is when you're gardening, you're not really, you're not like, oh, I hate these weeds or oh, I hate these or I'm obsessed with these flowers. You're kind of looking at it from a non-attached lens. And I think I've been learning to use this kind of lens when I'm doing my own mental garden work. And it's just so fascinating how many parallels there are to this metaphor. So one of the first questions you're probably asking is, why do I have a garden? I don't even remember having a garden or agreeing to maintain a garden. And same same. I look at my life sometimes and I'm just like, oh, this is hard. I don't want to do it anymore. But if you think about it, we were basically gifted, and yes, we'll say gifted, gifted this garden when we came to existence. So we were given this kind of blank slate, like imagine a five by five plot I mean, your garden can be however big you want it to be. But for the sake of simple examples, we were all given this plot with soil. Nothing's growing in there. It's like brand new. Well, we as children don't really know what's going on. We're kind of fresh. We literally are still developing our brain systems. Well, as we grow up, we have all these people caregivers, loved ones, family, friends. And then we also got society who are planting these seeds for us because they're like, oh, well, you're a blank slate. So let me help you create a beautiful garden. And so everybody adds their little seeds. And as you grow up, these seeds start to bloom and you've got all sorts of different varieties of plants in your garden. Well, when you come to the age of cognizance and awareness and you start looking at these things, you're like, oh, I don't like these flowers or who planted this? Because it's literally making my life a living hell. And so 
if you can kind of see where I'm going with this, we realize that we've got all of these different plants in our garden that we have no idea where they came from. And so we don't know how to garden. We weren't taught how to garden. We weren't asked what kind of seeds we wanted to go in our garden. So we're literally just as an adult left with this kind of overrun plot and we don't even know where to begin. So yes, I hear you when you say, I don't want a garden. I don't know how to garden. I didn't ask for this because nobody did. And that's that's the funny thing. But like, if you think about it, your parents also have gardens. Your siblings, your friends also have gardens. Everybody around you has their own garden that they inherited just like you did when they were a baby. And so there's kind of this pattern of nobody really got to choose what went in their garden, but people around them and society decided what they thought would be good to go in your garden. And so you realize that everybody kind of inherited this random plot of garden that nobody knows what's going on. So I use the metaphor of like a shitty game of white elephant just because everybody ended up with this thing that they just have no idea how to begin and how to start and it's just so overwhelming. So all that to say is you're not alone. Everybody's got this garden that they have no idea what they're where it came from, what they're going to do with it, anything. But in some weird cosmic way, I think that's the point. I think that we are all supposed to learn to I guess realize we have a garden and then look and see what's in there and then figure out what we like and what we don't like and just like we do in a real tangible garden we pull out what we don't want so that we can have space for new stuff that we do want if you see where i'm going with this then you'll understand kind of what this metaphor means and Okay, let's get into, I guess, specifics. So I've been tending my own garden and it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of awareness too. So this really is a good practice to beginning to have awareness for your life, your existence, and your own kind of way of being and living and thinking. So in my life, I have been basically over, I guess, probably the course of a couple of years, have realized that some of the weeds that I have in my my garden in my garden are perfectionism, negative thinking patterns, um, some selfishness in there, and you catch my drift. So I've been realizing that these are some seeds that got planted that I had no control over in the beginning, but they bloomed into these, I don't even know what they're called flowers, but they have been, they're they're full of thorns. They've gotten in the way of me trying to pursue almost my regular life and pursue my dreams. And when you get to the point where you realize these flowers or weeds or whatever you want to call them are not working, 
it's at that point where you have to realize like, hey, this is my garden and I can let these stay or I can make the choice to uproot them and to get them out. And so that's what I've been doing. And I think another big thing to remember that I have been realizing is that nobody's at fault for planting the seeds that exist in your garden. And I mean that by like, because kind of how I said that everybody got this like shitty white elephant gift, like everybody kind of just like landed with a garden in their lap. They also got seeds planted in their garden that they didn't like either. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, so if I had the seed planted of negative thinking, that doesn't mean that whoever planted the seed, it's their fault. Like, yes, in an ideal world, that seed never would have gotten planted, but it did. And that's just the way it is. And so it's important that we not kind of put blame on anyone or anything because of what we realize we have our garden. I think it is kind of effed up that society puts all these things in your garden that are not necessarily healthy or cool, but a big part of this garden metaphor is also reminding us of our own responsibility and accountability in this process. I mean, I totally understand. And I had to go through this frustration too of just like, what? I have to be accountable for this garden that I didn't even ask for? Are you serious? But in a weird way, I'm learning to reframe this and kind of have a fun time with it and make it a cool project. And I've been playing some cool stuff, so I'm really excited about that. But a big thing that this garden metaphor teaches us is how important it is to pull out the weeds, the flowers, the plants that aren't serving us, that aren't healthy for the rest of our garden, that aren't helping us get to where we need to go. And so I've been taking an assessment of my garden and looking at what's working and what's not working. And also don't use this as kind of a shit on yourself fest. Like just because you have a lot of things that aren't healthy doesn't mean you're a bad person and it doesn't mean anything less about you. There are plenty of things growing in your garden that are good, that that were planted there that help you. So just Remember to have compassion for yourself and your garden during all of this. But really the pulling the weeds is like the big part because we grow in awareness and mindfulness and we can take inventory of all of these things by tuning into our experience. And what I mean by that is this awareness and this mindfulness. So if I... I'm living my normal day and I am paying attention to the way that I'm feeling. Pretend that I go to the grocery store because that's a pretty common thing that we do. And there's a long ass line 
everywhere, even in the self-checkout, even in the regular. And I get really angry. Well, it's really important to pay attention to this anger because it's kind of sending you a message. And then when you can pay attention to this anger, you can realize, okay, maybe I'm getting impatient. Maybe I'm getting frustrated. Maybe maybe I'm feeling out of control in this situation and I'm anger is coming up. And we don't judge the anger. We don't judge the frustration. We don't judge the impatience. We just kind of look at it. And this is kind of like an intermediate step because we have to work through the judgment and like attachment to these emotions that we have. But when we can be present in our life like this, we can come back at the end of the day and say, ooh, I was really impatient at the grocery store today. And it kind of put me in a bad mood the rest of the day. And because I was in a bad mood the rest of the day, when I went home to talk to my partner, I was just really mean and rude And I don't really know why any of that happened and we got in a fight. And so this mindfulness, you can actually trace back and say, oh, wow. Well, because of this unwanted seed that got planted, like, for instance, impatience or frustration, this kind of put a damper in the rest of my day and that kind of makes me sad that my whole day was ruined just because I had to wait in line for a long time and this is kind of I guess like a weird example but it was kind of just to get you to understand this mindfulness of your experience and how these little moments will affect other parts of your life and so when you can notice and like I said this is kind of intermediate and it takes a minute to get to this step but when you can notice these things that are triggering you you can notice okay well maybe I have this seed of impatience and anger planted in my garden that I need to take a closer look or maybe uproot it out of my life because if I'm going to be an asshole to the people that I love that's not part of the game plan and so like I mentioned before, this journey really kind of just teaches you to be mindful and present in your experience. And I think this is just a valuable, valuable, valuable thing because on this whole journey that I've been learning too is that attaching to our emotions just kind of makes things a lot harder. And so when we can recognize that these are just emotions and they're nothing to latch onto or hold onto or identify with or I'm angry so I'm a bad person or things like that. You know what happens when our brain just takes <laughs> takes the lead and starts talking shit. But it's such a cool way to train yourself to be mindful of your experience. And then as you grow in mindfulness and awareness, you're actually strengthening a muscle. And so you have a stronger muscle to be able to look at your experience and look at these things in your life and you catch my drift.
And the cool thing is when we can start to clear space and clear all of these unwanted plants and these weeds out of our life and out of our experience, we can start planting new ones and we can start putting in the beautiful roses or the hydrangeas or the bell peppers in our gardens that we want. We can shift the way that the garden of our minds is. And so we start to take control Whereas before we had this garden where we were dissatisfied and didn't want to deal with, but now we're like, ooh, I got a cute little garden happening right now and I'm having so much fun. The fun part, it takes a minute to get to the fun part, but I promise like because I've taken the time to look at my garden and assess what works for me and works for my life and what doesn't. I've started growing in awareness, in self-compassion, in self-love. I've expanded my ability to hold space for other people. I've grown in love for others. I've just truly expanded in all forms of my life and really just creating this beautiful experience. And life is just so fulfilling and so rich for me, even even the shitty parts. And I just want to be able to share this with everybody because it's such a fascinating, mind-blowing skill. And I'm realizing that when I can pull out all of these weeds of negativity and shame and judgment, that it just opens the door for all of these new, positive, healthy experiences and healthy patterns and emotions and it's just so exciting and so invigorating but it's important that we know that this is not an easy process it gets easier with time but it's also very it takes a lot of discipline and it's very intense at times but I think that we must learn to brave this intensity and these challenging parts because the reward is just unmatched. Like I couldn't imagine being able to experience life in this way. And it's just truly, truly amazing when you start to take control of your life and your garden and when you can be accountable to yourself and others. And it's just fucking awesome. (laughs) Like it's just great. But I hope that that metaphor kind of resonates with you. And I know that going into spring, we're all about these gardens and I'm just all about the nature parallels. So I think it's really cool. But yeah, like I said, if you are into this metaphor and you love looking at nature parallels too, come check out the Patreon seriously because I've got different episodes each week helping you helping you put these ideas into practice and it's it's just a lot of fun so I really hope that you'll come check it out thanks again for supporting me and I'm super excited to be podcasting again because I realized that part of my probably depression is coming from not podcasting so 
It's exciting getting my life back together and I'm so glad that you're joining me and stay in touch because we got some cool stuff coming up. This is Madeline. Thanks so much for tuning in to Embrace the Madness. If you'd like access to more podcasts and a postcard each month, check us out on patreon.com slash embrace the madness.